Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the No Huddle Show, and we are all about that boom. It was a big booming weekend for uh, fighting uh, pay-per-views as we had Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant and UFC 268. How we doing, Sam? Looks like another action-packed weekend, man. Uh, I really, uh, I really enjoyed the fact that we had both MMA and traditional boxing uh, on a weekend, and maybe the the UFC card could have been bigger, but like. Usman Covington was like, it was bad blood. It was a, it was a big storyline behind it, so it was good. Well, I, it was a good weekend. Let, let me ask you, Sam, and we're glad to have you here in studio. It's always uh, it's always such a pleasure to have you here in studio instead well, of talking you. over thank the phone. Uh, but let me ask you, big boxing pay per view, big UFC pay per view, same weekend. If it's you, which one are you ordering? Which one are you watching? Let's say you can't do both. I can't do both. I'm doing UFC. Yeah, I'm going and, boxing. And, and I know, I, yeah. I know you do boxing, <laughs> but the reason why I will go UFC is because I've always leaned more towards the UFC side. I've purchased plenty of UFC pay-per-views in the past. I used to watch all the Liddell fights. You know, I used to watch all of the, <laughs> um, you know, the old school, all, all your old school, you know, fights that you that you would have. Yeah. You know, so so. Tito Ortiz, you know, the, the list is long, right? So I, I kind of have a little bit of history with UFC in that sense. That's why I'm going to go with what I would pick. But it's kind of a little bit like the WWE and AEW scenario. Like, what would you rather order? Because WWE yeah. is the original, and then you have the AEW, which is the new. And UFC is relatively new compared to boxing. Like, it not is. much newer. I'll say this. There was a time where I was pretty much split 50-50, and it depended on the boxing match and who was fighting and then who was fighting on the UFC card. My biggest issue right now with the UFC is who are your go-to fighters, man? Your big stars. Okay, so you were talking about the Chuck Liddell days, right? Mm Mm-hmm. In that time, you had Liddell, you had Tito Ortiz, you had you had Quentin Rampage Jackson, Randy Couture. Then you moved a couple, just a few years down the line, and you have Anderson Silva and GSP box office draws. And then a little, like five years down the line, that you had John Jones. And John Jones was the peak because then at one point. Ronda Rousey was probably the top drawing yep. star, yep. star in yep. UFC, yep. and now and then it was Conor McGregor. And they, and, but they tried for a while. They tried to build up some of their stars. They just they couldn't. They they couldn't. They couldn't. They couldn't pull it, man. And the reason why they couldn't pull it is because your GSPs, your John Jones, your uh, Anderson Silvas, um, they are more than just like you know a, a, a big fight. Yeah. They bring a lot. The Conor McGregor's. They have a whole show, yeah. you know. They have the, these promo events that where they build it up. They're, they, the well, they're showmen. Yeah, and UFC, the closest thing I would say to someone like that's close is I love Jorge, bro. I, I, love, I would I would agree with you. That I like I like the way he goes about his game. Yeah. But he's got to win though. On top of that, that's the other thing is Masvidal. He's got the showman. He's entertaining, but he's not dominant. No, he's like. 
Silva was, like yeah. John Jones. Yeah. Any people off four wins in a row, four knockouts, I get it. That's cool. Um, but, like, I, he got fired the year. Um, I think yeah. you know that year, the, the year that he fought uh, for the BMS, and, and, and the way he beat Ben Askren, and yeah, all exactly, the, yeah. with the flying knee, and yeah. everything else. So, but but outside of that, he, he doesn't have it. Like Anderson Silva had like years upon years yeah. of title. Like he had eleven title defenses, I think it was. Uh, you it know, might have been more. And I'll tell you what, like you know, same thing with John Jones. Cocaine ruined his career, oh, yeah, not yeah. any other fighter. Yeah. But uh Anderson Silva, man, he defended the light uh, I, he, I, he, light heavyweight. Oh, yeah, sorry, light heavyweight. Middleweight. Middle no, light uh, yeah, middleweight. middleweight. Oh, sorry, you're right. Middleweight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh yeah, eleven, 11 championships. Yeah, 11. Starting with Rich Franklin. Yep. And who was also a hell of a fighter. And then Rich Franklin was thought of to be the best middleweight of all time until he ran into Anderson Silva. Uh, yes and no, man. I mean, the middleweight division when Rich Franklin was around, it was super weak, dude. It was super weak. Look at the fighters that, that Franklin fought. He didn't fight anyone big. And the reason why he ran into Anderson Silva is because Anderson brought, like, a whole different flavor to that middleweight division. He beat like Chris Levin or something like. That. I mean, he, 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 he fought bums. He's, you know, he wasn't. There were no big name middleweeks then. And Nate Quarry was ranked at that time. Yes, you know. I, All right, fine. Nobody, uh, yeah. no one on his list. Is there anyone on? His list? Tell me. I don't see any. I don't see any. any, any records. The biggest recognizable no. names are Leota Machida, which he lost. To. To. We lost to yep. Ken Shamrock, who was probably seventy-five years old at it's that not time. Not a fight. Not a fight. Ultimate Fighter. Evan Turner. Evan, Evan Turner, he won, which was a good fight. Yeah. This, this guy, he, Evan Turner, was awesome. I mean, he but, did beat – I don't actually have yeah, no, really still nobody, the, uh, yeah. Nobody. Dan, Dan Henderson beat him. Yeah, Dan uh, Henderson is – Dan Henderson is your is your prototypical yeah. middleweight. Like, if I right, wanted to I, build a middleweight, yeah. I would make him just like Dan so Henderson. I have to give love to Rick Franklin because not only does he reside right here in Westchester, Ohio, but he's from Cincinnati. So, you know, got to give it up. But, what yeah, else? you're right. He, he, didn't, he, he didn't, didn't fight anybody. anybody. Yeah, okay. right. But like yeah, so so your Jorge's and your and your showmans, right? They'll take you only so far. UFC might have a problem because Usman, Adesanya, uh, even Mayu, Poirier, they're not they're they're great fighters. Great, right? they're great, great fighters. Great. They're not box office must see TV. And boxing has those guys too. It's not that boxing doesn't have those guys. Boxing right. has guys that people aren't unless you're like fight game fan and you're into it, you know these people, but they're not making you tune into the TV Correct. because, all right, in boxing right now you have a guy named Terrence Crawford who is one of the he's probably the best pound pound pound, pound fighter in the welterweight division. People know him because he gets knockouts, but he's not a name like a Mayweather or Pacquiao were right. Um, you had guys like and, – and they don't even have to be the best guys. Prince Nassim Hamed was a very good fighter, but his career was ended by Marco Antonio Barrera. But he was known for the ring walks right. and coming out the ring. Right. But once he lost to Barrera, he was done. He was toast. He never but fought the, again. The, you, your Kodos of the world, your Mosley's yeah. of the world, your, your um, you know uh, – Mosley, not so much. I would say he had some showmanship, but Kodo, yes, absolutely, 100%. 
Cotto was a worker, great fighter, wasn't the most entertaining person. Yeah. Right. Well, so, so what were your, some of your thoughts from the UFC 268 card? I thought it was a great card. I thought that I, I really I liked the fact that, that the uh, the main event went all the rounds that it had to go, and it was a decision because I wanted to see Usman kind of pushed at a cardio limit, you know. Um, and he's always been the heavy-handed dude. You know, Usman always fights bigger than he looks. Um, and he's in a division where he can afford to weigh in, right? And then, dude, you can bulk. This guy's big. He is a big, heavy. He's got heavy hands, man. Yeah. So, so I, I like the fact that he got pushed. You know, all, all the rounds. Covington made him work. And um, it was a close unanimous. Decision. It was. It was yeah. close. It was close. I, I don't want to say that it went one way or the other yeah. because there were moments in, on both sides there were. where they were working I'll say this. At the end of the fight, though, Covington's face looked a lot more beat up Correct. than Usman. Yeah, did. but then I'll tell you this much, too. Like, I feel like Covington hasn't really been beat up like that, man. Like, yeah. uh, if you look at who he's fought, he hasn't been whopped before. And, and Usman really hasn't been whopped, period. I don't think he has a loss. Double check. If Usman's got a loss, I don't think he has a loss. Kamari Usman in the UFC is, yeah, undefeated. Uh, is undefeated in the UFC. His yeah. one fight was, it looked like but that's an early fight. Yeah, that was a different yeah, promotion, right? Yeah, different okay, yeah. promotion. But he's in the UFC, he's undefeated. He's undefeated in the UFC. And he's, he's, fought, he's fought guys like, not only has he fought Col- Colby Covington twice, he's beat Masvidal twice. Yep. He also beat Tyron Woodley. And Dos Anjos and Damian Meja. So it's not like he's sitting there beating a bunch of no names. Right. Yeah. You know, and girl, Gilbert Burns, bro, I'm telling yeah. you, he also, Gilbert Burns, he's he's a he's a big guy yeah. to go up against. He yeah. hits hard. He hits hard. I don't know who's next in that middleweight division for Uzumaki. It's kind of empty, to be really honest yeah. with you. If you look at that middleweight division, it's always been the very, the most unpopular division. But you it know, seems like there's always a bunch of good fighters that come there out. There is. Yeah. You're absolutely right. But like middleweight is is right in between where they've got there are guys that are big enough to go light heavyweight, yeah. easily go light heavyweight, right? And, and that's what they end up doing sometimes. You know, they end up moving up weight classes because they know they can, or they do catch fights at like 195. Yeah. You have your regular regular usual your usual suspects. But see, I, I guess. I don't see, I guess, Israel, these Robert Whitaker. Pop- Wait, I, you're not, uh, you're looking at middleweight. Wait, I, I don't think we got Usman's. Uh, oh, is Usman welterweight? Yeah, he's a welterweight. Oh, he fights at 170. Sorry. He fights there he is, far as yeah, yeah, okay. He fights at 170. So, I don't know. Yeah, you have you have your, 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 Makayev, I don't even, I can't even pronounce yeah. his name, but. He's great. He he ran like ten in a row, I think. Is this the guy Kazma? Is that uh, some not? Is he the one that trained with? Um, who's the guy that retired? Khabib. That, that, yeah. Khabib. No, no, he he did he a little uh, bit, but it's, yeah. it's actually uh, in the uh, double check. Go go to the top, uh, and I switch to welterweight. Oh, oh no, sorry, uh, switch to lightweight. Okay. His name is Islam. Makayev or something like that. Oh, this guy. Right there. there. Okay. He trains he trains with with okay. Khabib. Okay. Yeah. He's so, a lightweight. I it seems like Usman, he's ran through the top of the division. Burns, Covington. Okay. None of no one on the bottom deserves a chance, bro. 
right? This is the only guy I could see, but it's he's ten and zero. Has he fought the number nobody named guys nope. to get a title shot? No, no, absolutely not. And Stephen Wonderboy Thompson his, lost to Gilbert Burns recently. Yeah. And so. here's the deal: so you have Leon Edwards going up against Masvidal. I think the winner of that is going to take a shot with with this Yeah, but if but I, we've already seen Masvidal twice, twice and he's yeah. lost. It's yeah. not like it's one and one. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, you're yeah. going for that. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. But if that that's what might end up happening, you know, so, yeah, you know, I still think the most exciting, and this is just my hot take. Like again, the light heavyweight division has always been my favorite division, always, and it's very very slow right now. It's a super slow division. Right yeah, now. Well, I mean, Glover is the, yeah. the champion. He just won it. And he he, just he's won 42 it. years old. He's, yeah, he's a long time coming, but there, there is no real talent. Really sitting around there. You know? I didn't even realize that Mauricio Shogun Hua was still fighting. Um, Is he and, ranked 22? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, yeah I thought I he was gone. Promo. I think it's uh, promotion group. Well, well, this is the UFC. This like, Johnny Walker like, guy is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, at 12, he's all right. I, but see, here's, this is what we're talking about. We're going here, nothing, division nothing. by division, heavyweight. We went through five divisions. There's no, no real fight name, that man. where you see the fight and you're like, that's the fight I want to see. That's the fight I want to pay a hundred bucks for. Correct. And before, you used to have it. Yeah, you I, had I Brock, you had Brock Lesnar. Yeah, drawing. Yeah, you had Anderson Silva. Yeah, everybody tuned in because you're like, what is Silva going to do? What is he? Is, is someone finally going to beat Anderson Silva? They don't have that guy. Yeah, McGregor's mystique is gone. He's lost oh, too he's many lost. fights now. It's yeah. gone. His yeah. mystique is all gone. You know, even when when Dos Santos won the light uh, the heavyweight, uh, you know, thing uh, when he won the heavyweight belt, yeah. belt, it was it was weak. It was slim pickings, but Very people slim. still people still tuned in to watch that. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say the fight right now. I'm talking. About I would today. yeah that I would pay for is a Poyer and Islam. Uh, and, yeah, fight. That's the fight that I would that right there. The fight I think lightweight yeah, offers but, the best. Oliveira's got the belt. That's true. So, yeah, Poirier's got the interim belt, but he is fighting. They're fighting next. Yeah, so we'll, next. we will see that. The winner so, of that yeah. is pick Islam. Islam, yeah. yeah. But we might see Gates go because he, he just, just he rocked just, Chandler. Yeah, yeah. So and Chandler was top five. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I think lightweight right now. Yeah, Connor's down to seven. Yeah, and Tony Ferguson's eight. But Damn. I think lightweight offers Tony the best done. big fight potential. The lightweight yeah. division right yeah. now gives us the best yeah. big fight potential. Yeah. And it used to be an exciting division back in the day, too. Yeah. So now moving on to the Canelo fight. He gets past Caleb Plant with a dramatic knockout in the 11th round. Canelo, yeah, I think so. I mean... I, they're going to fight. Uh, it looks like Canelo's got Gennady Golovkin uh, coming up soon. Again? Again, to finish off the trilogy, to see who's best. We really haven't heard a lot about Gennady in a few years. There was a time when all you heard was Golovkin, Golovkin, Golovkin. And I thought he was one of the best fighters in boxing. But I don't think, I don't know what's what's been happening with him, but his last fight, or I guess not, I don't even know. Oh, it hasn't come up yet. It's against some Japanese fighter I've never heard of, Ryota Murata. But his last fight was against, I've never heard of any of these people. Steve Rolls, Sergei, I, I'm sorry, I, I follow boxing, 
But but like look at the rest of the list. Besides that, he only has a loss to Canelo and a draw against Canelo and a draw. But he's got he's, so he's got he's the only person that's pushed Canelo to a draw. No, well, I mean, now mind you, Canelo lost to Floyd Mayweather when they fought oh, right, right, a long right. time ago. Now, granted, yeah, he had fought like forty-three times, but like, like Canelo was like I think twenty-four at that yeah. point, and he was yeah. young. So yeah. um, he hasn't lost one after that. No, Golovkin's the only one that that got him with the draw, uh, and that was the only one that's really been close. So besides the Floyd loss, does he have anything else? No. That's it. That's, that's his a, only loss. Damn good. That is a pretty damn good resume. Right? And he's he's fought. He's got big guys. fights against Baldemir, Lovemore, and and Do, Matthew Hatton, Shane Mosley, Kermit Citron, uh, Austin Trout, Miguel Cotto, James Kirkland, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., who was a good fighter, Daniel Jacobs. So he's got he's got some big fights. Billy Joe Saunders was a good win for him. Caleb Plant. I don't know what next for him because boxing once again is a little bit devoid of big time names right now. If you're looking, I think uh, he fights at the middleweight fight, or I think he fights at middleweight now, or no, super middleweight, 168, okay? So the I guess the big one that I would like to see Canelo fight is I'd like to see him go up against one of the Charlo brothers. Um, it's not going to happen. They're on two different promotions. It's, uh, it's, it's just never going to happen. So then if you look at super middleweight, really there's no one there. He's already beat Jacob Saunders, Caleb Plant. He's beat all these guys. David Lemieux is kind of a joke. Um, so I don't know. So you have a big-time fighter in Canelo Alvarez. And that, that, the same goes for Tyson Fury at heavyweight. There's nobody at heavyweight that's ready for Tyson Fury. You got – Alexander Usyk, who beat Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua is a joke, man. He's a bum. He's a bum. If you fought in a more loaded heavyweight division, this man would have seven, eight losses by now. There's nobody here. Wilder can't hang with Tyson Fury. He's, He's not the it. boxer. He's not the boxer that he needs to be to but beat But you know Fury. what the funny thing is? He can go there and mop the floor with Usyk if he wanted to. Or he, and, and, I, and Wilder and would mop the floor with Joshua. Right. Exactly. Not, yeah. exactly. So that means... There's such a gap between the best fighter in the heavyweight division and the second best fighter. There's no one there, though. And then wrapping up the top five, you end, a little bit washed up, Andy Ruiz, or no? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. see him again. Maybe, but he, it, they're talking about Fury him fighting and, Ruiz. That, that's gonna dude, he's going to get – He's going to get – Yeah. Ham, I think uh, uh, Ruiz wanted to fight Joshua. Maybe, but Ruiz is such an overweight slob, man. Like, I just – I don't know, man. Uh, it just box doesn't have those guys that we talked about welterweight. The best fight would be Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. It's not going to happen because that's the one thing I'll give UFC. You'll see the best fighters. Oh, we got a caller coming in, uh, so I'll get to that point in just one second. Hello, we got you on the No Huddle Show. Who's calling? Good, good evening, gentlemen. This is Lou from New Jersey. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's going on? All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, boxing versus UFC. Well, boxing was more like my generation, you know, when you had Ali, Foreman, uh, the Sphinx Brothers, uh, Tyson. Today's generation, you know, they want, they think, you know, they want something better. It's more, more to action, and they think, you know, that's what UFC brings. I mean, boxing, you know, has become like, you know, a dying art in the sports world. U.S. today's generation. 
A, a little bit, but I think uh, to the point I was making earlier, uh, and I'll see if you agree with me, is that in boxing we don't get the fights we want to see all the time due to different That's promotions what I mean by not that getting too. And UFC, we get the fights that you want to see because they're all under the same contract. Right. Yeah. Boxing doesn't seem to be promoting as like like it used to. And, you know, all no. of it goes to pay-per-view. When we were young, it was ESPN, ABC, uh, sometimes NBC did too. Well, actually, they did try a few years ago, but that didn't hold out very well. And, you know, but yeah. UFC, you know, that's, that's grabbing all the money now. You know, that's become the moneymaker. Uh, that, brings, that brings all the revenue and you know, the more attractive, the more attractive uh, fights. You know, that's what boxing's been missing. I mean, we're just getting too old. It is. Yep, I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree, Lou. Um, is there any yeah. fighters on the boxing side right now that you would pre- that you like to watch that you would prefer to see that you would that you know pony up the seventy dollars for the pay per view to see? I'd like to know. What's that? And you go with Canelo, is that what you said? Canelo, yeah, Canelo. Yeah, I'm a big... The trouble uh, is that, you know, fan. I don't get a chance to, you know, stream, you know, uh, pay silly hours for the fight. I try to stream it when I can, but I just can't seem to get yeah. in. You're no good. Yeah, no, I you understand, know. Lou. Yeah, I try to stream the All fight right, if Lou. I can. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the best way to go. That way, you know, if uh, someone gets knocked out in the first 30 seconds, you're not out 70 bucks. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Right. All right. Well, thanks for calling in, Lou. We appreciate you listening to us. Thanks. Thank you. All right. All right. So I, lo- I love the fact that New Jersey is showing a little bit of, uh, you know, support. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where Shout our out. biggest base is here on Blog Talk Radio is in the, oh. in the 973 area code. 973. Uh, so moving on here, uh, some shocking news coming down from the college football world uh, where one of the leaders of a blue blood program, Scott Frost, um, was retained for a fifth year, even though he is 15 and 27 in four years in Nebraska and is looking down the barrel of a three and nine season this year with two remaining games. Hold left. on, hold on, hold on. The three and nine is got an asterisk, man. You have to, it's got an asterisk because you've gotten, gotten up against a lot of ranked opponents. I don't, here, I, right? don't, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care how many ranked opponents we've gone up against. It doesn't, we still lost to Illinois and Minnesota and Purdue. So, I mean, yeah, we lost close games, Oklahoma, Michigan state, Ohio state, Michigan, but uh, it's still a bummer, man. Three and nine, potentially best case five and seven. So still a fourth straight losing season for Scott Frost. Now the news out of Lincoln is that he has agreed to a restructured contract, which that hasn't, and that also hasn't been disclosed as far as what his buyout might be. If he were to underperform next year, yeah, no, also, no, they told him what the buyout. Okay. Instead, of, instead of being fifteen million, okay, the buyout's going to be seven and a half million dollars. Okay, so if he struggles next year, they can get rid of him. Correct. Right? So they don't have to pay him twenty million dollars. Correct. Okay. Correct. Correct. So that that was just really thank you, Sam, for pulling that up. He was also he also fired four assistant coaches: Greg Austin, the offensive line coach; Ryan Held the running backs coach, Matt Lubick, the offensive coordinator and wide receivers coach, and Mario Verduzzo, the quarterbacks coach. I'm telling you, these four guys have long been the bane of Husker fans' existence. So they 
they've been around. Except for Lubick. Lubick's the only one that was new this year. He took a, or it might have been last year. Lubick took over for Troy Walters as as offensive coordinator. Would, wide would receiver. The, would the three have been just hanging around? Oh, those three have been there since, since he got here, since Frost oh, got here. For, since yeah, since 2018, since Frost got here. Verduzzo has seen his quarterbacks not improve, and especially Adrian Martinez has not improved since he's been here. Ryan Held has been a pretty solid recruiter, but his running backs don't get any better. And Greg Austin has signed a ton of talent, including three four-star tackles that are getting blown up every week in Big Ten play. So those guys are clearly weak links. Our defense has been outstanding this season. Uh, So one of the sad stats that I heard that is uh, uh, in a tenure marred by sad stats is Nebraska lost to Michigan State in overtime. Nebraska is the first team in the history of college football that has lost a game in which they held the opposing team to under 50 total yards of offense in the second half. First team in history to do it. Then against Ohio State, any okay teams that have been able to hold Ohio State to 28 points or less are 4-2 and two against Ohio State. But they are 3-1 they are at home. Nebraska was playing at home. They failed to get the job done, even though the defense held Ohio State to 26 points. Okay. So there's a lot of things there that I'm, I'm not sold on Frost, but here's the thing. If they fired him this year, it would have lost more. It was a $20 million buyout. It would have lost more. So the fact that he agreed to restructure his contract and the fact that he's now getting rid of four assistants means he knows next year it's do or die time. You don't win. But don't you think this year should have been do or die? I do. I do. Because I think the assistance part, the assistance that he got rid of, should have been fucking gone two years ago. I knew they were a problem then. Two did, years ago, they did he dragged them out from UCF. Yeah, yeah, he did. He took them. Verduzzo, Austin, and uh, his entire staff came from UCF. Lubick was the exception because Troy Walters originally came, but Troy Walters was let go in favor of Lubick. They didn't get the job done. I feel like right now Frost better get himself an all-star staff of uh, offensive line coach and offensive coordinator, and he better get him some dogs on the recruiting trail because that's the only thing that's going to save his tasty white ass right now around Nebraska. So, let's see what happens. Uh, hey, I want to just point this out. Uh, I just read that uh, Florida's quarterback, I think, what's his last name? Uh, Anthony Richardson? Yeah. He uh, hurt his knee while dancing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Florida is also was, a team was, that's having some problems right he was, now. He was, he was injured his knee while dancing at the team hotel the night before losing to South Carolina. Very nice. That sounds like some juju smith Oh, yeah, like definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Hey, some more some more fires, though, in in, in uh, the college world, no? Well, there was. I mean, Texas Tech just found their replacement. Dan Mullen at Florida, coincidentally, is on the super hot seat. Um, UMass apparently fired their head. Nobody cares about no, UMass. They're, they're, they're <laughs> a basketball program. Yeah, and not even a basketball program hardly anymore. They were. Uh, but uh, – I don't know, Dan Mullen finds himself, they just lost their fourth straight game. Uh, they're in a spiral right now, and word out of uh, out of the SEC, and according to opposing coaches, is Dan Mullen is not a great recruiter, 
and his teams have no heart. So I feel like Mullen might be on the hot seat this year, and he might be going, uh, yeah, going away pretty soon. But uh, I don't know, man. We'll see about Nebraska. As a diehard Nebraska fan, it makes me very, very sad to see the state of the program. But we'll see. We'll see what who he hires. We'll see who he hires to replace those four coaches. I don't know. Let me ask you a question. I've always wondered this again because you you know know a lot more about college football. Programs like Coastal Carolina and Georgia Southern. Yeah. Do they ever produce any NFL ready players? Sure, sure they do. They do. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so you would, if you were a four star recruit, you would sign with some of these teams. No, but no. see, that's the thing. Those only small, with a chance to play. To play those small schools that sign guys, they develop them, right? Uh, I see. They right. develop them into guys that can that go to the league. Right. They're not Alabama or Texas who are getting guys that still need to be. Uh, built up, but they still have that national talent, right? right. And the reason why I asked you is because this guy, uh, Grayson McCall, yeah. plays for Coastal, Coastal Carolina. Yeah. He's pretty playing pretty well this year. He's hurt. Yeah. He's hurt. So, so yeah. Well, a couple big-time kickers came from Georgia Southern, Young Hoku okay. and Tyler Bass, and then Matt Breda and Jarek McKinnon also played at Georgia Southern. Oh, no. Nice. So, uh, they, you know, they produce guys. Every school is going to – a lot of schools will produce people. Uh, you get guys from small schools all the time. They're usually the guys taken. You don't see a lot of them in the first round, Khalil Mack being an exception coming from, like, Buffalo, right? But a lot of them don't go in the first round. Most of them come in, like, the second, third, or fourth round, the middle rounds, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, – you know, we got struggling Huskers and then the struggling Lakers, man. Uh, what's what's happening there in Lake Town? <laughs> they can't stay uh, healthy, dude. They can't. I think I think I saw Anthony Davis the other night go sure. limping off. Yeah, yeah. Right. So so the Lakers have a bunch of problems, man. Like first of all, they can't stay healthy. Number one. Yeah. And number two, Russell Will uh, Russell 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 Westbrook is turning over the ball at a historic rate. Uh, historic. At a historic rate, dude. Literally at a historic rate. I I double check. I, he's leading the league in turnovers. I'm pretty sure. Probably. But I want to know how many turnovers he's averaging per game now. Oh. Because he's had games with, like, 11, 9, you know, like, atrocious. Oh, atrocious. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, more turnovers than assists, actually. So. Which is just a sad state of affairs. It is very, very Hey, funny. where are you at, Perk? 70 wins? <laughs> yeah. My ass. I could have told you Yeah, that. and then he's going to go ahead and pull them. Oh, yeah, well, they weren't all healthy. And, yeah, you know, exactly. Right now, his turnovers per game uh, for the Lakers, Russell Westbrook, you are looking at 4.9 per game. Have you seen five a game? Five a game, five turnovers a game. This, this. But that's, that's honestly that's not even enough, too, man. That's not even his highest ever. His highest ever was in 2016-17, 5.4. That was the first year he averaged a triple-double. And you know what people are going to say? People are going to say, hey, listen, with all those points and those rebounds and those assists are going to come, you know, opportunity. You have the ball in your hand so much, you're going to lose it a couple of times, right? Sure. No, man. No, not sure. <laughs> not sure. Definitely not. You're a, you're a small forward, a power forward, yes. No problem. You don't know how to dribble. You're a big man. Yeah. He's a point guard for the love of Christ. You should be, there's no reason why 
Well, his, his average, his career average turnover is a four point one for his oh, career. Chris Paul okay. is Chris Paul is exactly how many does Chris Paul have? Two point four, so yeah. almost career, half. career, career, two point four, almost career. half. Yeah, almost half. Look up John Stockton. Well, we saw this. We did this. Did we we did this exercise sorry, sorry. already okay, before. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. But the Lakers, I I don't know, man. They're just I you know they're five and five. It's not like they're having an atrocious year yet. No, but it's I, bad, man. Considering. Who they were supposed to get and how they were supposed to turn out. I just, I don't think they're beating Dallas. I don't think they're beating Phoenix. They're not beating Golden State. No, they're not beating Jazz. They're not beating the uh, dude. They're not on a, on a in a bad scenario with some injuries. They're not beating the Grizzlies. Yeah, they're not beating the Grizzlies. Here's one thing I'll say about Golden State last year, and one thing that I think is helping them this year. Last year, Steph Curry was hurt for a little bit, but played most of the year. They didn't yep. have Clay Thompson. Yep. Okay. They struggled. They had to play a lot of young guys. Yep. Those young guys oh, are playing dividends. Lights out. Gary Payton Jr., Jordan Poole. Yes. You know, you got – and then you got Iggy back. Yep. Iggy back. And then Wiseman's due to come back in time soon. And they're waiting for Thompson to come back. And they're back. waiting for Thompson to come back. Then you still got, you know, uh, the rookies and Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga, yep. man. And, and Moody's more ready to play now. Kaminga's more of a, like a four-year project player yeah. that, that's going to get he good. Looks like, he looks like a Toronto Raptors OG Ananobi type of project. Yeah. Project. Three, Which, four years. hell, man. If, they, hey, if, off. He, if he pays off to be that in three years, they, they got a hell of a player. Yeah. But you, you still have a steady 15, 17 points tonight. You still have Andrew Wiggins, man. Yeah. You still got Andrew Wiggins. You got Kevon Looney. I mean, so sometimes, good rolling big man. sometimes having to be trial by fire with a young team, it, 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 it pays off because they got a lot of experience last year. And so now you got you got to feel comfortable if you're Golden State. Like, I know Steph Curry's probably in the last, what, Five years of his career, probably yeah. of his prime. Give or take, give yeah, or give, or take. give or take. Yeah, you got to feel if he stays healthy. You got to feel good. And then I didn't even realize they got Otto Porter on a yeah. minimum salary. Yeah, man. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And Otto Porter's been draining threes, bro. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. This dude was an All Star, I think, for Washington. Uh no, he was a he was an All Star. He wasn't an All Star ever. He was a fringe All Star, dude. He was like your your typical three and D guy. That, that shot a high percentage from the three-point line. Um, okay, and, you're right. He was not an all-star. But I thought one of those years uh, – he, he, he was close. He was close, but, like, not not right there. Okay. You know, he was – I think it was – And in Chicago, we had a big year where he averaged 17.5 points. Yeah. 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 So, like, you said, so you're looking at the year, that, that 14-7 year with Washington. That's when they were, like, if he had more minutes, yeah, he would have been a he would have been like a fringe all. Yeah, so but the East is hard. It is hard, hard, especially at that position. Yes. Yeah. Um. So let me ask you quick before we get into our NFL talk, which right. is the criminal and criminal. Wait, wait, wait. I want to tell you. I want to let you know. Uh. You know what my record is in in fantasy basketball. Do we have to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, we do. We do. It's an absolute must. <laughs> Super necessary. We're already producer. <laughs> we need our we need producer. a producer. Super necessary. Super, Super necessary. All right, hit me with your stats. All right, so I won my week last week. And... Oh, fuck it. <laughs> I did. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get into fantasy football talk. I got to see it with, with LaMelo in the second round. Though. Okay. Oh, you're talking about NBA fantasy, yeah. not NFL we're, fantasy. We're, Sorry. We're, I, we're, uh, we're my bad. Yeah, say my bad again, <laughs> dick. 
I, I'm actually I, I'm not even paying attention too much, but uh, my team is not very good because I, I for the fact that I don't pay attention. Uh, it's hard to set rosters every day. Right? It is best. All right, so let me ask you: You're building a team for the next ten years, and you get to pick any player in the NBA as your cornerstone. Who is it going to be? Because I got my guy. I know who I'm going after that I think I could build a team around for the next 10 years and win championships. Now, there's a lot of good options here. I'm going Luka. I think I'm going Luka, too. I'm going Luka, oh, too. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, Giannis, you, make a strong, you can make a strong case for it as he already has a championship. Yeah. But there's things about his game and Luka's game that I feel like can I, I tell you something? Yeah. If you needed three points and – Giannis is your franchise player, and he can't get the pass out to kick it out, and it's up to him to shoot it. How confident are you that he's going to nail it? Less than 50%. Less than 50%. And Luka. He just had a game winner. I know. Yeah. I guess the Celtics. Yeah. But, like, but Luka, it doesn't matter. Like, I'm confident with him taking that shot 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I'm not, actually, to be honest with you. I mean, and some people might call in, and, you know, whatever, and they say, oh, what about Durant? What about Harden? Those, Ten years from now, these guys are no, already guys at their, their 30s. Yeah, they're in their 30s, yeah. Asking, yeah. You're asking 2012, Kevin Durant, yeah. that made the NBA Finals? Yeah. Absolutely. For sure, yeah. Kevin Durant, yeah. You're asking 2011, 2012. Yeah, I'm taking Durant all day. Possibly even LeBron at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. 2010, yeah. 2011. Miami LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. Yeah. yeah. But we're talking now. now. Right now. And going the next I wouldn't even take Curry. I wouldn't take Davis. I wouldn't take any of these guys. No, really, your your three best options. Your three. You can't even Joker. Include, you can't Joker. Include, Mike, Mike, I, I Mike. wasn't going to say Joker. I was going to say possibly Indeed. someone like a Joel Embiid or a okay. Jason Tatum. You throw in that mix. I don't want to even put Tatum in that mix. Or Devin Booker. I don't want to put Booker in that mix either. But really, Luke is the obvious answer. Because you know what? All these guys played by themselves. The people that you na- yeah. Listed off, right? All of them played by themselves, and they weren't nearly as successful as Luca. Exactly. And Luca played without anybody, you know, no. It's even for size, yeah. Even for singles, and it's his yeah. size and ball handling skills. It's everything, bro. Yeah. It's and you know what? The, the crazy thing, LeBron said this last year. Uh, no, last year wasn't Luca's rookie year. It was the year before, right? Two years. Yeah, yeah. two years ago. So LeBron said it last year. LeBron said that Luca's got this very shifty speed like he a very herky jerky like yeah it's, and that's the euro ball man that's it is literally the, the, the european style and this guy that was his bread and butter for years in europe uh, yeah so it's second nature to him and i'm not taking zion i'm not taking Zion. but look no at way. Tatum at number three zion williamson is the number two player best player under 25 i no think way. that's crazy that's absolutely not how old is Giannis though then oh Donovan Mitchell is another close one for me Donovan Mitchell's very very good uh Morant bro John Morant Trey Young what John Morant is sick bro. John Morant Trey Young are very good. very good very good yeah too. but what how old is Giannis then is he like 26 27 maybe he's 26 so we just misses that cutoff of best under 25 oh, he's so he's young Dude, he's, he's in his prime still. I, how, he's got to develop a shot. Now. He's got to develop a shot. But let me ask you before we move on to our NFL. Get a sweet like a fifteen foot Sean Kemp jumper yeah. going, man. The problem. How many more rings do you think Giannis gets? Is he one and done, or do you think he gets no more? You think he's done? He's done. He's got to go on another team. 
something. And join forces with another squad. I think he finishes with three rings. He's 26, man. He's got at least – if he stays with the Bucks for the rest of his career, you think? It doesn't matter, regardless. Oh, I thought, you, I thought you meant just with the Bucks from now until the rest of his career. Maybe, or just just with the Bucks. Or, I, I don't know. You can't tell if he's going to leave in five years. You but, can't. You, know, you don't even know if they're going to sign Kevin Durant in five years either. Yeah, you know? so, I, I still think – I think – Giannis gets at least two more rings before it's all said and done. I think he's going to get one more in Milwaukee too. Oh, so I always thought you were just talking about Milwaukee. I don't think he's getting. I don't think he's getting any more in Milwaukee. See, I think he's got his his ring in Milwaukee. His next ring is going to be the next team he goes to. I see. Right now, though, the Nets aren't looking good. I know that still there's still time. There's still a lot of time. And not only time, but the 76. So who out of the East is going to beat Milwaukee? No, but I just I don't really care about who out of the East is going to beat Milwaukee. Okay. Except Milwaukee's not going to be who's coming out of the West. I think they could. I think here's the thing: Milwaukee for the longest time had best team in the East. Right for about two years, they were the best team in the East that choked in the playoffs. Right. Yep. Last year, they almost choked in the playoffs again to who they almost lose to in, like, the first or second round. Atlanta, right? Or Atlanta was up to no. nothing on them. No. Or oh, no, no, no. It was the Nets series that won seven. No, but the Nets also were – or not Nets, but the Hawks were up on them early, too. Oh, were they? Two games to none, yeah. Maybe, maybe with the honest hurt? No, okay. no. It was just that they, the Bucks weren't playing very good. But they got the monkey off their back now. Now there's not that pressure – to get to the finals, I still because think he needs that, another star. Maybe, I still maybe think he needs another star. I, I, I think, and I, and I think he needs another star only because the way the rest of the league is kind of like setting up their teams, you know. Yeah. Uh, at some point, believe it or not, man, like the Clippers are going to either completely disintegrate, which means that you get a thirty-year-old Kawhi Leonard, yeah, looking to join another team, which who wouldn't say no to. Right. right, even coming off an ACL, he could team up with an older squad like a like. He could team up with a Lillard. You know, what if he goes to like a Portland or something? You know, so you have a lot of options, I think, with these guys. But I don't know, man. I I still think that like when you look at the the East, I'm really not worried about what comes out of the East. All right. I think the West is that Golden State team is so scary. If they get everything going, but I like Milwaukee with Clay. Size. With Clay, man, I like their with size. With Clay, oh man, all right. All we'll right. See. Let's see. It'll be it'll be a matchup of like uh, you know, it should be a smart matchup because yeah. both both coaches are, um, you know, they're smart. Um, all right, now so. I want to start uh, the NFL by making fun of the uh, our NFL talk a little bit by making fun of the Raiders. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 2019, okay, remember, now, remember, they got rid of all those players, yep. namely Khalil Mack, that had right. all these first-round picks. Yep. Bust. Khalil and Farrell. Terrible. The number four overall pick in the 2019 draft. Oh, is that the, the tackle? That was their defensive end. Oh, end, okay. Took, took him. Colton Miller was a good pick. They stayed. He's Who? Colton Miller. Who's Colton Miller? Where's that? At? Or, okay. That was their first round pick, I think, he, the year before. I'm mostly talking about the Gruden era. Oh, got it, got it. So, 2018, I think, was Gruden's first year, yeah. potentially. So for Colton Miller. Um, and let's see where they're at here. Right there. I see Raiders. 15. 15? Okay, Colton Miller. Okay. 
So that was maybe the first year of the John Gruden. But then Cleveland Farrell, bust. They got Josh Jacobs at 24, who's been okay when healthy, okay? Then you look at the 2020 draft, which is just astronomically bad for the Raiders. Henry Ruggs, life in prison, pretty much. Uh, You have Damon Arnett, just cut. Just released. Just released. We're talking last year's draft, man. Last year's draft. Your two first-round picks are gone. You're supposed to get a full five years out of these players. Your first-round deal has the 50-year player option. Yeah, that that seems that they want to pick up or not. So you should – I don't know if you if you if you look at the average amount of time it takes a rookie uh, player to get, kind of get adjusted to the NFL. Two years, maybe that, sometimes, that's depending it. on the position. Oh, yeah. Sometimes the position is different. Well, fine. But but still, nonetheless, these guys haven't even made it out of year two. Yeah. Well, and then let's see, Lynn Bowden, who was their round three pick, traded. Zero snaps. Brian Edwards is a receiver who's not doing anything. Tanner Muse, cut. He was a third-round pick. Uh, so, normally when you're drafting in the first – I would say the first, the first three rounds, you oh, expect them to start. Those are, those are starters, right? That's prime time. Someone in the fourth, fifth round, maybe if you get lucky, you find a quality starter for fifth. And then sixth, seventh round, if you get a good backup or someone who eventually becomes a starter down the line. Or position player. You, yeah, you've done good, right? Yeah. But your first round one, two, and three – They got a hit. They got to be they're starters. That's a bare minimum yeah. starters, right. Right? right? So and they whiffed. They whiffed. So look, you know, you know, second and third rounders. I can see second and third rounders. Um, you know, taking a little bit more time to develop because sure. of the, the talent maybe level. There's a little bit of a gap between the first and the third. But right? look at. I'm going to name some second rounders in last year's draft. T. Higgins, great. Michael Pittman Jr., great. DeAndre Swift, great. Um. It hasn't been uh, healthy, but still. Jonathan Taylor. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Okay. Chenault. Uh Chenault. Antoine Winfield Jr. Great. You have Chase Claypool. Great. Jalen Johnson. Trevon Diggs, who's oh, up for God. defensive player of the year. This is his second year. He's up for defensive player of the year. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Cam Akers. J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Van Jefferson. A.J. Dillon. Those were all. Antonio Gibson was the third-round pick last year. Uh, you have uh, guys like um, uh, Zach Bond, who's been a nice linebacker for New Orleans Saints, who's out of the third round. Jabari uh, Zuniga is really good, bro. And then look at this. Oh, Jabari, okay. Oh he, oh, he doesn't play anymore, though. But then look at this. Raiders, Raiders. Bowden Edwards, not very good. I, I, they're not good. Uh, I feel like Terrell Lewis uh, would have been, or even Julian Blackman would have been right. better picks there. So you have guys here that you could have taken – and, and we saw second, third round guys. And they still all grew money. It's, just, grew it's money. bad, man. And then you look at last year's. Last year's some of their so they need a whole organizational facelift. Pretty much, they need from like the GM down. I'm telling you, I, this is not this is not me talking and being dumb. Hire me as GM of a team. <laughs> I will win you a Super Bowl in five years. <laughs> I'm t- no, because here's Mark the thing. Davis, you hear that? I'm telling you, Mark Davis. But here's the thing. <laughs> a lot of these GMs, they make dumb decisions. And I know it's easy to sit here and say as an armchair GM and say, hey, I, I could do a better job. But they don't look at certain 
metrics, and they don't look at guys, and they don't look at positions at where you're drafting stuff. Dave Gettleman for the Giants has done a horrendous job. Oh, man, there are so many Giants fans that are just waiting to give him the axe. Dude, he took waiting to give him the axe. He took a running back with the second pick in the draft. You could have gotten. I, I let, me, let me just go back. We, went, we, went, what, we went. to that year. We did this. We did this exercise as well. Did we with we did. the uh, with uh, what, what do you take with with your top three picks? No, but I want to see what running backs went in that draft. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. I just want to see who went after Saquon Barkley, who was having a better career than Saquon Barkley is currently. Sony Michelle, no. Rashad Penny, not really. No. Uh, let's see if anybody's in the second round here. Chubb. Yeah, Nick Chubb. Damn. Ronald Jones Jr., you could say no, without no, – I mean, okay, fine, no, fine, fine. No, you're fine. talking about 2,000-yard Saquon, all right? So even one – One year. year. All right, fine. So keep going. Let's go even further. Let's see if there are any gems. In late, okay, Darius Geis, I don't even think he's playing the league anymore. He's done. <laughs> Royce Freeman, not really ever uh, played. Useless. Yeah, this is a bad there was, there got, I see Raheem Mozart up there. Do you? Where, oh, no, that's no. another Raheem. Yeah, it's a different Raheem. Okay, hold on. Uh, the, the weak running back, Naheem Hines, uh, he's back up. Mark Walton, he doesn't no. play. He's gotten cut. No. Okay, so we, nobody knows. There wasn't a very good it running, wasn't back a deep running back class. It wasn't a deep running back class. Okay. This is not your Kareem Hunt year where you got picked in the fourth. And, yeah. You know, blah, 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 blah. Okay, fine. So, Either way, you, do you trade out of the second pick? Well, I don't. I can't remember the Giants' 2017 season to say, "Hey, what could they have used?" Let's let me look at this real quick and um, and see if I'm telling you they probably. I think that was the end of Eli Manning. It they is. probably could have needed a quarterback at that at that point in time. They could, they could have used. They went three and thirteen. Yep. Three and thirteen. So, so they so needed hold everything. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So what what they what they needed. Uh, besides everything, was this was I think this was the year that um, yeah see this is the year that Geno Smith broke Eli Manning's streak yes for that's right. consecutive games they didn't have receivers look at the receivers that they had that year the receivers the offensive line but they took OBJ the year after or the year before oh yeah no uh, yeah he didn't seventeen oh he was on he was hurt that year yeah two thousand seventeen yeah, so so two thousand fifteen actually he fifteen was drafted, okay. yeah okay. But their offensive line was bad. Their running, their receivers were. Saquon Barkley wasn't gonna make them. So what quarterback do you take now? Go back to since, since you're saying they need a quarterback. Sammy Darnold? No, thank you. Sam, not no. But does Sam? I mean, I know Sam Darnold. Looks you know bad. what? I, you know what I would have probably done is I would have traded out of out of the second and and pick try to go, go after Bradley Chubb. Or take Quentin Nelson. <sighs> The offensive lineman. Fuck, Quentin that's Nelson. the guy. That was the pick. That was the pick they needed to take. Yeah, Quentin that Nelson. That was the pick. Yeah. And then see if you could pick up Barkley later, because Barkley would have fallen, bro. I don't think, but he wouldn't have fallen out of the first hey, round. Calvin Ridley went early, first round. But then look, Sony Michelle, who's not been great, but he because he played in a system in New England that didn't really value him. He has forty touchdowns in four thousand. I mean, do you think Sony Michelle, if the if the Giants? He might have more, take, more you know, yards uh, yeah. and touchdowns than Saquon Barkley right now. Yeah. People pull up Sony Michelle's stats. Yeah. Just because he played more, I think he may his stats might be better than 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 uh, um, Saquon's. I mean, look at this. He's been close to a thousand yards 
in two seasons, and then last year he kind of felt that he only played six games. 14 touchdowns? Yeah, 14 touchdowns okay, so total. No. So, not, I mean, but we'll, you know, I, I don't know. But to me, you don't take a running back that high. I wasn't high on taking Gurley that high because what you see is you see running backs break down a lot of them after four or five years. They can't handle the, the, the volume, man. The volume, yeah, exactly. And Derek finally Henry, see it. He's here, Derek Henry. Derek Henry's foot. And yeah, you know what? I bet you I bet you that's gonna be a problem moving forward. Hundred and ten percent. Dude, the guy's had three hundred carries. Yeah. Plus carries year after year after, and this guy wasn't even a first round pick. He was like a third round pick or something. Second round pick. Second, yeah, okay, sorry. Second. But then McCaffrey, you see it too with McCaffrey. He he did have the one the year. entire challenge. No, he had like two seasons. But he, he had one year where he was abused. Yeah. Where his number of touches was like Ridiculous. 400, I think. Yeah, yeah. 400. And then the second year that he did well, it was still a little bit less. It kind of tapered off yeah. a bit. But he's been hurt. He's been hurt. Since then, he's been because hurt. Because he's the entire offense. And what you're seeing with these backs, the ones that last, that seem to stay healthy, they don't touch the ball 25 to 30 times Correct. a game. Kamara is a great example of that. And I think that's why they brought back Mark Ingram, because yeah. – Kamara was starting to run the ball 27 yeah. times a yeah. game, and, and Sean Payton's like, we can't have this because he's going to break down. Correct. It's also why I think Jonathan Taylor, even though he's only in his second year, he can't continue that same pace. But he's not because Naheem Hines gets in. He's the third that's down back, and he gets he gets a lot of touches. He gets a lot of, you know, he'll he'll run the ball sometimes. Uh, so I think it's important that you got to have one guy that's a guy but then you got to have guys that come in in certain packages or other things, and, and because compliment back exactly, yeah. he's not going to last, right? right. And so, so that's, that's why, and that's what that's yeah. the fear I had with Joe Mixon too, because he was on historic pace to break his, you know, to break records on for carries, you know, the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, he was on pace the first four or five weeks. He was racking up twenty two, twenty five, twenty eight. And they were hard yards because if you look oh, at the, if you look at four point one YPC, yeah, it was like, like twenty five carries, eighty seven yards. Yeah. It wasn't like twenty five carries, one hundred and sixty yards where he's barely getting touched. Correct. I mean, how it gets the Jets. Jonathan Taylor had eighteen carries for hundred and seventy two yeah. yards. He broke off a seventy six yarder. He right? did. Yeah, so, yeah, seventy yard or whatever it was. Yeah, so like, seventy eight yards. Seventy eight yards. Yeah. Right. So like he broke off a couple, but. I'm saying outside of those breakoffs, right? If they're pounding the ball the way that Henry has been taking, yeah. Games, you're but gonna, even still, look at that. What, I don't know what that breaks down to, but you take away that 78-yard run, and he still has 17 carries for uh, for 102 yards. Yeah, yeah, ridiculous. It was, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, but you know, I want to ask you, um, going back to the NFL now, what surprised you the most? Oh, this this week, week nine, yeah, for week nine. What was the what was the what what surprised you the absolute most? Because there was a lot of shocking things that happened, but I, I want to hear from you what surprised you the absolute most. Oh, Najee Harris already has a touchdown. Yeah, he does. Um. Okay. Uh, I I think Patrick Mahomes is in big time trouble, man. Okay. They won. I'll give yeah. you that. They won, right? But they won against. A team that didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Jordan Love. <laughs> you had Jordan Love, and you had, uh, you know, Adams, Jones. They were there, fine. But no no Aaron Rodgers is no good. You should be blowing that team out. Yeah, and Green Bay doesn't exactly have a scout defense. No, and so and the set, and right behind that, uh, the other shocker was, was, was 
fucking Josh Allen against the Jag defense. What the hell happened? That was my biggest. That was one of my biggest shockers. What the hell happened there? That was my. That was my biggest shocker. Is Buffalo losing? Not not only losing to Jacksonville, but failing to score a touchdown in the game against a team that was really struggling. It's not like Jacksonville has played a bunch of close losses and their defense has been outstanding all year. They've been terrible, terrible, and so that biggest one. So much money. Yeah. Well, and then for me, the other big shocker was Denver and Dallas. Oh yeah. The yeah. final score makes it look better than it was, but I, Dallas scored two late garbage touchdowns. To it was thirty to nothing in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Uh, this game was not close whatsoever. It was over. It was over. Yeah. I I I, I couldn't. You think, you think the 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 Ravens get pushed to overtime is also. Close there. Or and I don't think should, it's shocking. I just should, thought, should that not have gone to overtime? I, no, because they were losing the majority of this game. If you look at it, Minnesota jumped out yeah. in a 24-10 to 10 lead. Yes. And so Baltimore, you know. Again, they're, they're playing that behind the, behind the game, you know, ball. I'm telling you, that's what Lamar Jackson, that is best. The best. Yeah. Because we saw it against Indianapolis. Indianapolis jumped out to a big lead on them on Monday night, and then he came roaring back into overtime. You look at this, Baltimore is down 20. They couldn't get anything going, and then they finally got a touchdown with 19 seconds to go in the first half, right? 17 to 10 game. Then Minnesota starts with the ball. They go to right down and score uh, on a kickoff return, 24 to 10. Right. Then Baltimore, Baltimore scored three straight touchdowns to take the lead, and then, and then um, they got the ball in overtime uh, uh, a couple times. But Lamar Jackson – I don't understand the play calling for Baltimore, and it's been it's been infuriating for a lot of this season, especially as a Lamar Jackson owner and fan of Yeah, I was gonna say is that is it the other reason is probably you 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 have Lamar Jackson on your roster. Yeah, and I, but I watched him. I watched the play calling the first period. Yeah, I watched the first like at, I think near halftime he had like sixty yards passing. I'm like, oh my god, it's gonna be a terrible day. <laughs> Another fifty point game, and then he blows up in the second half. What I don't understand is why they don't spread these guys out like they do when they get down and they have Lamar out of shotgun. Instead, the whole first half, it's try to establish run, establish run, run Lamar, run Lamar, short pass here, short pass there. Maybe I'm out. Yeah. Dude, just throw the – go in the shotgun and throw the ball. If it's not – if the running game and what you want to do with Lamar, the QB option, the, the, the hot reads, isn't there in the first couple of drives, get away from it and just start throwing the ball with the ball. I'm trying to force feed that. His his accuracy has been very good this year. Right. And if you look at his, uh, what was he, he's 27 of 41. I, I, and, and, and he started off kind of cold. Yeah. But so I, I, I just don't get it. Good, but, I, you know. You know what, real quick, uh, yeah. before we cut off, you know, um, the last 30 seconds or so, I, I think what we said about, the, about Dallas's game strategy also holds true. If they don't jump back to the lead, they can't establish the run, and it's done. Yeah. In Baltimore, that's why. Jump out early with a couple bombs from Lamar Jackson down to Marquise Brown. Mark Andrews. Yeah. Get, get, if you jump out to a 17-3 to lead, then you can lean on Freeman and then lean on Lamar Jackson to run the ball, short passes yep. to eat up the clock, go yep. on some long drives. Yep. But you got to jump out. Because at some point, first. they're not going to be able to roar back like this. They're going to lose in the fourth quarter, right? Probably. They can't keep playing like this. Well, against better teams, right? Minnesota, Indianapolis don't have great defense. Right. You get down 20-3 to three to Buffalo or the Chargers, it's not going to be your way. Right. Right. 
wow, this show's gone by as fast. We didn't even get to cover most of the week. A lot of the stuff. But, man, we had a great show. Thanks for calling in to Lou from New Jersey. And we're out. We'll see you on Friday. Carlo Meat.